on this week's episode, we talk about disclosing our disabilities. Yes, we discuss disclosing in the workplace, in life, and in many other situations. So stick around. Hello and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living their best lives. I'm your host, Cassandra. And I'm your host, Casey. Here we are. It's springtime. It is. It is. I think the weather might finally be warm and stay warm. I'm crossing my fingers as I say this sentence. Yeah, I... I'm hoping. I feel it. I know. This weekend's supposed to be super nice. Yes. Did you have a good Easter? I did. I did. So, oh, girl, I'm I'm so excited because um, my parents came and visited, and then we got lunch, and then I went plant shopping, girl. Oh, I got so oh. many plants. <laughs> yes, my dad is incessantly bothering me about when are we plant shopping, when are we plant shopping, because I'm oh. going to go plant shopping with him. And yes. he's not actually bothering me. I want to go, but I just happen to be busy. But I am excited for plant shopping, too. And how many plants? Did you buy a lot of plants? I bought at least six. <laughs> oh, wonderful. That's exactly what I want to hear. Music I, to my ears. I know. Well, and I, I started the great, what what I'm calling the great repotting because <laughs> I, I I try not to, to transplant my plants too often because it will bother them, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's like moving houses. Like, no one wants to do it that often. Yes. Are you, yes. Are you good? <laughs> I'm good. I... <laughs> I have a bruise. <laughs> I got blood. This is a, actually a rare related. I got blood taken the other day and I have a ginormous bruise on my arm and it hurts. Oh, and I just, like I just looked at it a funny way and she was at, we're, we're on FaceTime. She can see me. So she was like, are you good? Because I'm talking about plants and you're looking at your arm in a weird way. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, I, did, you, did you hurt yourself? Okay. It hurts. It hurts. Put ice on it, baby. Though. I'm listening though. I'm not. I'm not. No, you're. I'm you're fine. The I'd... great plant repotting. Uh, repotting. Yeah. Yes, the great repotting. Basically, like I'm just trying to. I'm trying to move them if they've outgrown their containers in like the past year, um, and I've had this planter by my fireplace that if anyone has visited my home in the past year has seen it sitting there. It's like a stilted. You know, it's on little wooden stilts. And finally, my snake plant that I bought a year ago is was big enough, and it has a home now. Oh, that's so amazing! Proud. So happy, so happy. Um, if anybody's been following us on the Insta, which if you're not following us on Instagram, you definitely should. Rare dot with dot flare. Um, we have been doing this new little Instagram segment, which is like a bi-weekly life update thing, and it's kind of yeah. like what we do at the beginning of the podcast, but we share. Pictures. So, like, normally, anytime we talk about things on the beginning of this podcast, if you go to Instagram, you can see the pictures of what we were doing. But I wanted to talk that I went to yes. this, like, Van Gogh exhibit with my dad. And I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It, it travels. So I think it came to you, right, Cass? You it was, go, it was close to, like, where I work, actually. Yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you about that. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, I really recommend it to anyone low vision because it was so big basically all of van gogh's paintings are like projected huge on Ooh. these walls in this room and there are like 
also like pillars that they're projected onto. And so you can really see it. Like it was, it's so so up my alley. Like I love cool, different stuff like that. I love museums. I love art. I went with my dad and he does too. And so we both really loved it. Yeah, I think for low vision people, it's really a fun experience. It's very colorful and you can you can see it. I mean, I could. I mean, you know, not to speak for everyone, but I could see it. Right. And right. I feel like and when you go to like an art museum, you can't see the art. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I Were mean, there, was there anything really. left to read? So, yeah, like the beginning, before you got into the big room with all the projections, the beginning had these big like p- plaques um, they were huge, like probably, I don't know, 10 feet tall. And they were had light inside them. And they had like quotes from, from Van Gogh and like little snippets about his life. And actually, if I got really close to them, I was even able to read them because it was oh, they nice. were huge. Yeah, and that's another thing that's, I mean, I've never been able to read anything at a museum I know. Well, and, and if And if I do, it just takes way too long. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, I'm not saying it was like easy. It's never easy for us to read things, but... I was able to take my time and get up close and I mean it was very very big and it was on a screen so it wasn't like reading a plaque like that's Mm -hmm. harder I feel like yeah yeah for sure that's so cool yeah did you do anything else exciting you want to touch on uh I went shopping with my mom and my one of my friends um that was really fun we mostly like ran errands but running errands with my mom is really fun (laughs) yes no totally and that's um the pictures we shared on insta one of the your picture is from that day so yes you looked really cute and it looked really fun girl thanks you looked adorable at the museum did you do anything else for easter i went to my grandma's house in mississippi and we yeah i baked cookies um what kind chocolate chip you know basic yum can't go wrong yes yes and i made them vegan because my nephew can't eat dairy so had to be a little creative but but i bet they were still they looked really good they were good they were good my stomach hurts it's fine (laughs) it's my i am not doing lint anymore and i am eating lots of reese's eggs oh yeah and my stomach hates me for it but my mouth and and taste buds love it (laughs) I'm so, happy for you, but also slightly sad for your body. I'm I'm very sad for my body. My stomach <laughs> is upset. But well, anyway. <laughs> today, today, we are going to talk about disclosing disability. And I think when people usually hear disclosing disability, usually they're thinking about doing it in the workplace. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're not required or even like no one expects you to disclose your disability so um when you're like searching for a new job and when you're in an interview like they can't ask you about it you don't need to tell anybody but you know it's always a discussion in the disability community because you know at what point do you need to ask for help um, and at what point do you sacrifice whatever privacy you want to have about your conditions Absolutely. And in this episode, we're not we're not only going to touch on the workplace aspect of disclosing, but in life, too, with friendships, with dating, with everything. And I know like in past episodes, we might have slightly touched on this, but not really fully. So I think this is a good topic. And this is such a topic that people in the disability space, like you said, want to talk about a lot. Like it's important. And 
Mm-hmm. So well, and yeah. and and like we always say, these are our our own opinions and our own experiences. Obviously, like everyone is welcome to do whatever they see fit for their individual situation. But, um, you know, we we try to balance, you know, talking about it ad nauseum, and then yeah, you know, being able to like express to people that we need help. Yes, it's hard. It's a hard balance, y'all. It's so hard. Um, let's start, though, with workplace. Let's start. I So like Cassandra said, when you are interviewing, if you don't know this, I will explain what I know, and I hope it's right. Um, when you're interviewing for a job position, you do not have to disclose your disability. It is not required. It is not something mm-hmm. you have to do, according to the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, if you If you need accommodations, you may disclose after you get the job. Um, but also some people decide to disclose during the interview process because they just would rather get it out of the way. And that is completely up to you. You don't have to, but it's also not, it's not illegal to disclose it if you want to either. Like that is up to you. Right. Um, And like they, they cannot, if you do disclose or when you do disclose, they cannot use that as a basis to prevent you from getting the job. Um, that being said, that's a little bit hard. To, it's hard yeah. to di- prove discrimination because yeah. you can't you can't assume intentions unless something is you know written down, which is unfortunate. But you know, technically, they're not supposed to use that to prevent you from getting a job. But yeah, if you've heard our not, but. if you've heard our jobs episode, you know that that can still happen. So yeah, they can make up another reason to not hire you, even if that is their reason. Um, but they're not supposed to. But also, if you get the job and then you disclose, they can't discriminate you for that either. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's legal to do. Um, but what, Cass, what's been your experience? Have you always done it the same way with every job? Have you done it differently? What do you do? I think it really, really, really depends. So um, I've been at the same firm for almost three years now um but when I was in undergrad interviewing for different potential jobs and internships sometimes I would interview over the phone um and in that case I didn't disclose unless it came up naturally and what I mean by that is um you know I in undergrad I studied computer science but I was trying to see if I could find a way to have a job in the accessibility space. Um, and that's not necessarily something that they talk about in school. It's more like prof- if professionally you've had experiences with it, it's like a whole thing. But trust me when I say that it's not that common. And so sometimes when I would bring it up as something that I was passionate about, people would ask, like, how did you stumble into that space? And I'm like, well, I'm legally blind. And, you know, growing up, I had to learn how to use technology, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's when I would normally do it. Um, sometimes when I would interview in person, it was more apparent because I would have my guide dog. Um, but even then, people didn't always know. Um, sometimes they see someone who looks sort of able-bodied with a service dog and they don't always assume that the person is blind, even though her harness handle pretty in pretty large font says guide dogs for the blind, but I guess that's on them. Um, <laughs> but um, but because of the nature of my job, basically, I, I would mention it more um, as part of, 
you know, the nature of my job and not necessarily I'm giving you a heads up, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I'm one of those people where, like, I have always disclosed it in the interview, which I know is controversial. And like I said, you do not have to do that. And a lot of people don't do that. I just, I just kind of usually get it out of the way. Um, I usually say like, hey, I'm visually impaired. I, um, it shouldn't be a problem depending on what job it is that I'm going mm. for. But I might say, you know, um, you know, I might need some accommodations if I get this job or whatever. Or I don't need, I, one time I remember saying like, I know you, you like you might notice my eyes are moving. Cause like, I don't know, our, our disability is like somewhat hidden, but also like our eyes do move. And also we might be using a cane or a guide dog. So like, it's not always hidden, like completely. Mm-hmm. Um, people might be able to tell there's something a little different with our eyes or something. So um, it's funny though, the current, position I'm in the current job I have right now is like in the disability space and it's been like incredible to not have to like for everyone to understand my vision and know that I'm blind and like not even like have to explain anything or like ask for anything like they just know it's so nice to be awesome yeah in a space like that it is like so freeing so yeah I feel I feel similarly because I have a couple blind colleagues who can Mm -hmm. see less than I can uh, as also in accessibility and so like very cool and you know sometimes it does really come in handy when we are trying to talk about people with disabilities obviously like we can't project our our experiences as like what everyone else would experience but it is I don't know it is it is nice to know that obviously like we're trying to be compassionate to people with disabilities so like being disabled in this role is not a not a major thing (laughs) yeah yeah no that's great that's great that you have some blind people you work with too so it doesn't feel like you're the only one in the world that nobody understands you know right Right. Like, I think that's nice to have that. Um, but yeah, like that is that that's this is a discussion that comes up all the time. And mm-hmm. it's really at the end of the day, it's up to you. And, you know, you do sometimes have to be careful with disclosing early in case they could discriminate against you. I've never really I had I had like that one issue I talked about in the job episode. But um, I've really never had an issue with it other than that. And I think if you're competent and confident and all of the rest hopefully things will go well but not always not always it's hard yeah yeah well and sometimes I would use it in a sense of like this is a sometimes they'll ask the question like talk about a challenge that you've had to overcome and whatever and so you know I don't know sometimes like vision will come up as part of workplace issues um not that it causes problems but it's like hey I had to do this challenging thing and I was legally blind, so I used this opportunity to advocate for myself to show that, like, I, I am able and capable of doing that on my own. Yes. Um, so, you know, you can always find a way to frame it that is is okay. Or you could just come right out and say it, like like Case just said. It shows perseverance. Oh, but, sure. Um, no, but I think if, like, if... Well, a few things I'm going to say really quick. I think I my advice is to be super confident when you talk about it and don't be, like... I'm sorry, it's, you know, it might, I hope it doesn't get in the way or, you know, whatever. Like, just be really confident. Be like, I can do the job. Because hopefully if you're applying for the job, you think that you're capable of doing Mm -hmm. said job with proper accommodations. But, um, and then also, like, there might be a situation where 
the specific job, your vision doesn't really come into play much or it doesn't affect it much where you might not have to disclose it at all. Like if you, if you mm-hmm. know that you're not going to need accommodations, you might not have to disclose at all. I don't think I've ever been in a job where I haven't needed slight accommodations. So like yeah. I've always had to disclose. I think this, my, my personal, again, to, to reiterate my personal stance is that I think it's much easier to disclose early than later yeah. because yeah. I think people have a harder time believing you later on when you've kind of made yourself out to be, to be someone that can get the job done and then they're like, oh, why didn't you say this sooner? That's usually mm-hmm. the first thing that they ask. Mm. And you don't and you don't want to be in a situation. I mean, I don't I don't want to be in a situation. I'll speak for myself that I have to retract, you know, past actions in order to like make sense in the current context so you know that's so true yeah I've heard of that happening to people where like where like they'll be doing the job just fine and then Mm -hmm. their their boss will try to add on a new thing that they can't do without accommodations and then they're like wait I need an accommodation and it is kind of awkwardly too late at that point yeah Yeah. it's it's yeah it's hard but Speaking of disclosing um, in, in the workplace, uh, as far as medical issues go, I only bring those up if it's going to cause some sort of a thing. So I have, mm-hmm. like, very, in very, like, vague terms kind of talked about some of my medical issues to my superiors because it's, like, it's come up before where I'm, like, I have to be gone for doctor's appointments. Like, Last October, I was gone for almost a whole week while I was at the NIH being part of history or of, of a natural history uh, research for hermansky pudlak syndrome. And so, like, I had I told my supervisors, like, I'm not actually going on vacation. Um, <laughs> I am going to be part of research. And, and here's why. Um, but, you know, in general, if it's a if it's a good workplace, they will respect your privacy and they'll understand. And, you know, they should not ask you any more questions about your medical history because they kind of can't. But still. Yeah. When I've done theater, oftentimes, um, whether it's been professional or for fun, they'll ask, you know, is there any medical thing we should know about or whatever? And usually I'll, t- I'll talk about my bleeding disorder because, you know, theater is dangerous, actually. Mm-hmm. Like literally there's like constantly like sets and things. I was in a show recently where I flew. Um, oh, like, so cool. Like up in the rafters of the the theater. So like you need people need to know if you get hurt that you're going to bleed. Like right. um, that's important. But yeah, no, I, I definitely that's another thing that comes into play is like health. Like, are you going to be at the doctor more often than a normal person? Yes, probably. Yes. So that's, <laughs> the answer is yes. I'm, al- I'm always <laughs> having doctor's appointments like all the time. So. um, So, yeah, no, I think I definitely think like we could go on and on about workplace. I think it's it's complicated and it depends on the job and it depends on the person. But yeah. just do what you feel is right. And um, I really do think it will be okay. There's so many, there are so many successful low vision people, but also there, there is like a, a, um, you know, problem in the blind community with, with um, workplace discrimination and getting Mm -hmm. hired. And it is an issue like a, what am I trying to, what's the word? I'm like, I can't even think of the word, like not hiring, but like a retention. No, I can't think of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I, um, like, there's a really high rate of unemployment. In unemployment, that's city. the word. That's okay, it. okay. Unemployment. I got you, girl. I got unemployment. 
<laughs> yes, there is a high rate of unemployment. Um, and hopefully, you know, I think it's something like 90%, which is That's like horrible. absurd. It's absurd. That is absurd. That is absurd because blind people actually, I read a study and I don't know where it's from. I'm sorry, but I read a study that actually blind people tend to do better at, at jobs than people without, or just disabled people in general, um, tend to do better at a job because we feel as though we have to prove ourselves. Yes. And so we do like much, much more work because we have to prove that, that they didn't make a mistake by hiring us. Right. And so if you ever want to hire a disabled person, if you're a boss out there, you're, you're making a good choice, I think. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to work really hard to show that we are, we have the skills that it takes to compete with able-bodied folks. And it's well. unfortunate that we have to do that, that we feel as though we, we should have to not have ourselves. to. But I guess yeah. if it makes us work harder, maybe that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So our next little segment here is dating. Um, we did a dating episode, if you haven't heard it, about exact, almost exactly a year ago. Well, last February. Um, and if you have not heard it, we talked a little bit on that episode about disclosing to partners, but it's been, it's been over a year since we did. So, um, what do you have thoughts? Should I go first? You go first. What do you think? I think that also just highly, it highly depends on like the circumstances around you meeting someone and then going on a date. Um, because I've been on dates with people that I've already known. And so like, they've seen me in environments. Um, so it's not like a surprise to them that I am legally blind. Cause they probably, you know, they've seen me with my guide dog and stuff like that. So, um, I think usually the first couple dates is sort of like, Hey, you know, this is how I this is how I actually see it. Just trying to explain it to them so that they they understand and they're on your level, um, because it can be really confusing. You know, we spend a lot of this podcast talking about how, like, trying to explain how we see and navigate life. Um, so trying to then explain it to someone that you're trying to date is also like can be tricky and feel time consuming but um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what about you what, what do you have well to say? i feel like it's similar to the workplace thing where as a general rule of thumb i think sooner rather than later is better mm-hmm. um i think like cassandra said when you already know somebody it's a little different but if you're doing online dating um i think I usually, I, I don't put it in my profile, which is a whole other conversation. I, I'm not saying whether you should or you shouldn't. I just personally do not. We but, also got into that. Yeah, we get in into that, that in the dating one if you want to hear more of my reasoning for that. But I always disclose before I meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, just I just let it randomly come up in conversation. And honestly, it always does because every yeah. single thing, every career-ish thing I'm pursuing right now has to do with that. So like it's going to come up. And um, for me, at least, I know for everyone, it might be different the way it comes up. But I just go ahead and tell them before we meet. They're going to probably notice my nystagmus. I've had my cane on dates before. I'd rather them know um, Mm -hmm. beforehand. And but some people some people might not. But I still think even if you're going to wait until you meet them, I think you should tell them on the first or second date, probably because if you wait too long, it looks like it looks like you're hiding something. Like, I feel like, you know. Don't, if you don't make it a big deal, then it won't be a big deal. But just go mm-hmm. ahead and tell them. And um, and as far as what you were saying, though, Cassandra, that's a whole other thing of 
when you're first getting to know somebody, like how much they understand how you see and how much you should like bring it up. I feel like that's a whole other. And I don't know. I've had like I'm I'm like comparing it to like one of my best friends. I've known her for over 10 years. And I feel like at this point, she like really knows how I see. And I feel like it did take a long time, but I wasn't like rushing that process of trying Mm -hmm. to explain it. Um, I feel like with dating, it might be a little different, but I like it's important to me that the person I'm dating understands. But I also think it has to come with time. It can't be rushed. I, I always say that there are, like, two points in any relationship, whether it's, like, a dating relationship or even a friendship. There's a point at which you explain what you can see. Like, usually they will end up asking, yeah. um, what can you see or how do you see? And so we kind of have, I mean, we have an entire episode about that. But, like, we have, like, a a little script that we run through pretty much yes. that yes. where we explain it in, in a way that we hope people understand because... Like we say, we've never seen any other way, so this is what we know how to do. Um, but there's also the point at which they, they by observing you, uh-huh. see your limits. Yes. Um, and so I, I feel like the second one is almost more powerful, but it, it, makes, is. Yeah. it makes sense in the context of the first one because they are aware of it in their head, but then they see it and they're like, Okay, I understand what they were telling me now. Yes. Well, actions speak louder than words. Like, you can try to explain it in words, but really when they see you living, um, although, although I think we live in a in such a way that it looks like we see way better than we can anyway. No, it's that it's that moment where we miss something. Yeah, or, it's, or yes, like yes, it's bright mm-hmm. out and we don't see them, or you know, mm-hmm. it's just that that's the moment that I'm thinking of. That, yeah, you know, yeah. you try to read something and it's not correct. You know, you put your phone up to your face, like that's when oh, that's I when can they know. Of- I can think of so many moments <laughs> recently where I've been with like some of my best friends and those moments have happened where people have like waved at me and they've been like, Casey, Casey, someone's waving at you. Like, you know, like, or like, you know, so, so, yeah, such like, a no, you're right. You're right. That, and that's why we try to be, we have a zero tolerance policy for like pretending we can see things when we can't see them because yeah. it's just doing a disservice to everyone involved, like to us yeah. and to our relationships. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, about, do we want to talk about? health stuff and dating health stuff and dating yeah we touched on this a little bit in the um the other episode too i feel like i i disclosed the vision before the health stuff um and the health stuff you know it kind of comes up in conversation um even like even kind of when talking about the pandemic i might say something like oh well i had to be a little more careful like because Mm -hmm. blah 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 i mean it's gonna come up and I don't know. How do you feel about that, though? Like, kind yeah. of similar? So I feel like I have, like, different layers to it. There's, like, the, the hey, I've got an ostomy and I haven't, I've, haven't had a colon for almost seven years. And then there's the, the other, like, HPS deeper stuff related to it. And so I feel like I try to do it in a staggered way where, like, I'll start by, like, when I mention my if if I and when I mention my ostomy I'll try to do it in like a joke and Mm -hmm. I know that if they if they don't linger on it and if they roll with it then I'm like okay so they're probably like not afraid of the idea of it or they're just ignoring me um (laughs) and then and then I didn't hear what you said (laughs) said, one time 
No, one time I disclosed my vision to someone and they literally didn't hear it. And I thought they were just like really being cool about it and rolling with it. And then later it came up again and they were like, I didn't know that. I was like, no, I told you. I told you that. And they were like, no, you didn't. Anyway. Or or they didn't understand. And then like. Yes, yes. There's generally a point where I like talk more directly about it where I'm like, hey, this is what's happened to me. And this is kind of my life. Right. Um, Yeah. And then, like, if I'm actually ready to actively date someone, I kind of disclose, like, hey, here are all my cards on the table. Because, like, if you want to actively date, like, you should know this about me. Um, But, you know, at that point, you hopefully know the other person well enough that you, like, I don't know. You would know if it was going to freak them out. But nonetheless, like, I, I just actively, deeply want to avoid the... I wish I knew about this sooner. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I think, like, you do have a little more health stuff to disclose than I do, to be fair. Um, But, like, you know, it's it's doable. And I think you have learned through living your life, like, what an appropriate time to do that is. And, yeah, I think avoiding I would have – I wish I would have known this sooner with anything is good to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're not saying you have to – disclose everything on the first date but once you're moving along with someone it's important to at least get those bigger things out of the way and just say this is who I am if you can't take it you can't take it and honestly it kind of weeds out the people who you don't want to yeah. be with anyway because I always called I mean, it I don't know if this is does this make this podcast not clean anymore my douchebag filter no that's fine <laughs> okay cool <laughs> this no, is a family is. friendly podcast it's a family, that's fine we'll we'll let it slide okay. <laughs> no but that is it is it filters people out um, I have never had someone had an issue have an issue with my vision. Yeah. Um, and if they have, they just haven't told me, which is nice because that would probably like really upset me if they said to my face, I know, right? like, I hate that. I don't. Something. I don't think I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, that's fine if you can't, but just don't tell me. <laughs> like, just don't tell me that reasoning. I don't like oh it. Oh my gosh. Um, but obviously, like, just like workplace, like it's totally up to the individual, and and you gotta like suss out the situation too. You're like, okay, yeah, I, I think yeah. this might be an appropriate time to do this because you can even try and plan it out in advance and you're like you know what this seems appropriate now (laughs) oh yeah well you know what's so funny I was on a dating app recently and it was like one of the prompt questions was like three things I couldn't live without and a lot of people will say like god my friends my family um (laughs) oxygen whatever and Um, this person that's stupid well this person recently said my eyesight (laughs) and I was like I literally, like, had to swipe away because I was like, I don't think you'd understand. <laughs> Spits out water. But I'm like, I'm dying that, like, out of the three things in your life you can't live without, they, like, said that. Thanks. I was like, oh, no. Appreciated. It's not, my, it's not my vibe. Not my vibe. That's um, an easy way to say, nah, nah, this one's not for me. Um. Okay, so friends. Friendships. I mean, just closing to friends. It's similar to dating, but, like, not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really not, but... um, But, like, kind of. I... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah? You can hold out on more of the serious stuff with friends as you're getting to know people because, like, until you start getting on, like, that deeper level, it's not as relevant. But, like, my vision comes up quick because I have a guide dog. Yeah, it comes up quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I like it's kind of weird. I I purposely don't mention um 
the name of the place I work on this podcast because I'm private. But if I like tell people if like I feel like the first question in the oh, whole gosh. world that anybody asks is, what do you do? What do you do? And I, I can't explain my job without saying that I'm blind, kind of. it's And I tr- trust me, I've tried. I've tried to find a way because I kind of hate having to disclose my entire life after they asked me the very first question, like, hey, nice to meet you. What do you do? Um, so that's been kind of weird. Like, I yeah. love my job, but I that is the one aspect I really am not loving is, like, that that it kind of, like, it's so tied to my di- diagnosis and that I have to, like, tell people immediately. But, yeah, as far as making friends, I feel like it does come up pretty fast. And it's not really as serious as dating because, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I I had made some, like, really good new friends last year, and I held out on talking about any serious, like, medical stuff for, like, at least three to four months because yeah. it, never, it never came up. Yeah, and, no. And, you know, you really don't need to tell people unless it's relevant. Actually, so it's really – this is a really funny story. So I, I went to – Gatlinburg with this group of friends last um, like September, October, I don't, I don't even remember when, but um, I was like, oh, we're all like staying in an Airbnb cabin together and they don't know about my ostomy. So I like, mm. I like, walk, and, I, and I've known these people for a bit. So then I was like, okay, you know what? I feel confident doing this. I should, I should let them know. So I like, I just walked downstairs and I'm like, hello, I have an announcement I don't have a colon, and I pooped in a bag, <laughs> and it it was only relevant because, like, I dispose of them, like, in a safe way, but, like, in the trash, and so, like, if they saw it, like, I use, like, you know, dog doggy poop bags. If they saw that, they would be like, what is this in the trash? Yeah. <laughs> so, I just had to explain, like, hey, you might see this in the trash. I take care of it. It's out of the way. It's not a big deal. But, like, yep, that's it. That's me. And I just, like, kind of, like, pulled down part of, like, my waistline so that they could, like, see the bag. And I'm like, any questions? (laughs) Aw. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't think anyone really would mind that at all. Nah, like, it's of not, course, it's there, are, there might be some jerks in the world, but who, you know, who needs them? Well, I mean, I've had people that be really rude about it, actually. Yeah, and, yeah. And past roommates. Um, but, you know, that's, those are, again, uh, the, the douchebag filter. That's, that's how you know you yeah. don't want those people in your well, life. Well, also, but. like, these were your friends that you trusted and already really liked. So, like, mm-hmm. I think you could tell that the, that it was going to be fine, you know? Right. Probably. It was more but. of just, like, I, I, it wasn't as much as, like, I want to see how they react. It's more of just, like, hey, I actually kind of need them to know because otherwise they'll be confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't really get into, like, Hermansky-Pudlak syndrome with new friends, um, no. I mean, really, unless it comes up and they ask, or, or like, I might, I feel like the way it would come up would be like, oh, I'm going to a conference this mm-hmm. year. Oh, for what? Well, I have this rare disease. Or like, you know, they find the podcast. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of like we talk about it openly on the internet. Um, but, but yeah, like, I don't know. It kind of comes up if it comes up. Um, or if they just ask more about my vision impairment, like how does, you know, oh, well, yeah. I have this rare disease and it kind of affects multiple things. Um, so, yeah, like I think that makes but sense. Yeah, but in, and again, it does not come up 
all that often, really. Like, no. The vision comes up a lot more. Right, because, it, again, it affects the way you interact with people sometimes. And, like, you know, we, we do our best. We know how to, like, read the room and we know how to how to perceive people in a way. But it is, like, always a little bit limited just because, like, we aren't going to notice as much body language or facial expression um as like the average sighted person so like yeah. if if you know there are times when i feel like i wish i like there's information that i wish i could glean um so like it helps to know that you know you may not always pick up on the signals and people might just need to be more like direct or or a little more obvious with you um even yeah. just like going in for a hug like sometimes that just gets weird and i forget yes I can't tell. Well, <laughs> it goes back to the fact that our visual impairment directly affects our social life and social cues. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a stomach thing or a bleeding thing or whatever has really not much to do with our social life or our or our making of friends. But right. the vision unless, thing like unless you're like actively weird. like sick or actively oh, going sure. through like a flare up. Oh, sure. Then, Absolutely. You know, you may yeah. need to explain that just because it's like, oh, this is why gone so much. But oh, yeah, normally, sure. normally, normally, it doesn't come up. yeah, normally the vision is going to affect your ability to like if people are thinking you're rude or whatever more yeah. so. So, yeah. So, yeah. But outside of relationships, let's talk about being in, in the great beyond, so to yeah. speak, in yeah. public. In public. Oh, what do you do gosh. When you need help. Oh gosh, I feel like ever since the <laughs> pandemic, this has gotten 50 times worse with so um, worse. with plexiglass and signs and temperature check-ins oh. and stickers on the ground and all this crap we cannot, and I, I don't call it crap in a rude way, I think it was there for a purpose, but all this stuff that we can't see, like we can't mm-hmm. see it. And I feel like people, we always say people either think we're rude, we're aloof, we're stupid, um, when we're in public, and I've gotten to the point, I really have a zero tolerance policy with that, I'm just like... I can't see. Like, I will tell. I will say it. Listen, I can't see. Please help me. Um, I feel like as a kid or when I was younger, I would have never really done that. And now I just have no shame. I'll say it. I will say so many times at the doctor, they'll they'll turn their computer screen to, like, get me to, like, read something. And I just say it. I'm like, I can't see. Like, listen, I can't see. So, um you know, that gets, it gets frustrating um, I know. having to do that a lot. Um, but it gets results usually. It does get results, man. That's <laughs> what I've learned. And nobody cares, you know? People are like, oh, okay, cool. You know. Or uh, if so- like, oh, sorry. Go no, on. go ahead. I was just going to say, <laughs> if, it, if it's an awkward moment that's already passed too, sometimes I'll just still say it like, let's pretend I'm at the grocery store and, and like the cashier is like waving for me to come over and I miss it. When I finally do see it, I'll sometimes say, like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I couldn't see you. Like, I'll, like, even disclose mm-hmm. it after the situation is already resolved because... Right, because, again, you know. we don't want people to think that we're, like, the queens of the earth. Yeah. And, and, like, we don't care about the signals that they're giving us. We just cannot see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, do you have any I more find this, like, Yeah, I find it difficult with, like, TSA... Like, this always happens. We always. We talked about this on our, like, travel episode oh. last year. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, I like, speaking of people waving you forward, TSA do that all the time. Okay, that's all they the do. the worst. And that's they're just like, do. motion, motion. And it's like, listen, uh, you took my cane from me, or yes. you see me with my guide dog. 
I did not magically grow better eyes since you took my cane from me. I yes. need you to tell me to move. Yes. Oh it's my so gosh. bright in the airport, too. I'm just like, I don't oh, know what's going on worst. here. TSA <sighs> really is, that is one of the worst. But, like, I, I mean, so doctor's offices, grocery stores, Post so many offices, places. Coffee yes. shops. Yes. Like, it just, it, it comes up so often. And so, yeah. um, and sometimes, like, I don't know. Sometimes it just it makes sense. But, you know, I don't do it with every stranger that I meet in public, obviously. It's only, it's only if it's starting to cause an issue or I think yes. it will cause an issue. Like, with the plexiglass thing, I'm like... I don't know where the opening is. Yes. Legally I never blind. can find it. Yes. Can no, they but, just put tape but, around the edges so that it like yes. highlights the opening? Because yes, I, I never find it. I'll be trying to put paperwork at the doctor <laughs> through it. And I'm like I'm hitting like, the glass. Yup. Smacking it. Like. <laughs> no, but you, you make a great point. I don't just announce it every time I go anywhere. Like I'm not like, I'm blind. Like I only say it if something like that is happening. I don't just and, announce like, it. We're adults, and and we have experienced a lot of just regular adult problems. So, you know, at this point in our lives, we can foresee sometimes when things might cause problems. And again, if they don't, we can react in that moment. Um, And then, like, sometimes it'll come up with my guide dog where, like, people will, you know, be annoying with her, and I, like, I will just, like please like tell them kindly but also pretty firmly like please like go away you're distracting her (laughs) yes yes I'm Um, blind I need to not run into things definitely and I feel like being an adult is really different than being a child it's something that's been brand new for me just in the past five to ten years of discovering a life outside of school I feel like when you're in school you're in this bubble and I feel like everybody knows you can't see just automatically um, even if you didn't tell everybody that it just gets around like people just know mm-hmm. that you're the blind girl like that's it that's you that's who you are and when you get out of school into the real world and you are doing different jobs or going different places on your own that is the disc- and like making new friends like not just yeah. your school friends you've been with that is when disclosing becomes such a different ball game like in such a different mm-hmm. thing I feel like in school, and we again, we've we've had different episodes that have touched so many of the things we're talking about now. Um, in school and in college and undergrad, I would like disclose to my professors at the beginning of each course, and mm-hmm. sometimes that was enough. Sometimes I'd need to remind them, like, no, like I can't see. I need you to do whatever to help me do this better. Um, but usually, again. You know, and actually, you know, I'm in school right now. I'm in my a master's program, but like it's online, so I actually don't disclose in those situations unless it's actively relevant to getting mm. like an assignment done. But like, if they're not going to see you, and if you don't need to be taking notes or sitting in the front of the class or any of the actual accommodations you might need, like, then you don't need to. You don't really need to tell people. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask next is, are there situations where you wouldn't disclose? Is there another one besides the online schooling where you just would not disclose? Can you think of any other times? Um, I will, like, I will try to avoid it in, 
This reminds this is like it's touching so many episodes, my girl. Like <laughs> our passing episode where there are like some there are like some highly cited situations that I don't really want them to question my competency. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not gonna cause a danger, then I'm not maybe gonna bring it up because I don't want to answer too many questions. And yeah. yeah. If I believe that I can like when I would go to the rock climbing gym, I wouldn't like tell people because mm-mm, I mm-mm. did I just kinda didn't actually want people to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Anytime I've been a member of a gym, I have not disclosed it to any any staff or anything there. Mm-mm. Um I'm trying to think. Like there are definitely times where I don't disclose it. I feel like more often than not I do. Um like mm-hmm. even like let's say an example is like if I'm doing theater, like I I can do theater um, just fine. I don't really need to tell them, but it's kind of like we talked about earlier. Oftentimes I will tell them just in case something comes up and then it's like awkward to bring it up. Like, Oh, by the way, I'm blind. It's like, I would rather them know in case something does come up, like, Hey, you're going to need to like run down this this staircase really fast or something. Mm -hmm. They might need to know. And like, but I don't know. I agree with you that like, sometimes it really depends on the situation and sometimes it's just not really needed. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, I'll let people know if it's like a, a a professional situation. You know. Yeah, I think it usually like most of the time. Hopefully, it can't hurt to disclose. Yeah. Um. So I guess an argument to to not disclose, since that's kind of the topic that we're on, is like, in a way, they do get to see you and see you work in a way that they're not constantly asking themselves like is she able or capable Mm. to do this thing Mm -hmm. um so you know that's something to consider but I think in my experience I've I've found it a little bit it may be a little annoying to constantly be like yeah I got this yeah I'm okay with this yeah I, I am able to do this independently um because I'm not asking for help but people want to be helpful um but I think eventually they will end up getting it and then they will, like, hopefully start to to see your limits and your capabilities regardless of whether you d- disclose early or not. Yeah, I think there are cons to disclosing and there are cons to not disclosing. And you kind of have to choose your battle with that and choose which one you would rather because I feel like if you don't disclose and you just want to show them that you're capable – they might be thinking, why is she doing it like that? Or why is she being rude yeah. and ignoring my smile? Or why mm-hmm. is she holding her phone so so close? Or So it's like, you can't yeah. win. And I feel like we say this so often in all of these episodes is you can't win. Because yeah, well, well, and you're you right too, because I think that as like people who can pass, we like to give ourselves more stock sometimes than we maybe deserve because we don't know what we're missing. So we yeah. think we can do it, but yeah. other people might notice other things that are not quite right <laughs> in their in their eyes, and then yeah. like they have no explanation. Yes, they might be like, "Oh, she's a little quirky." Yeah, <laughs> she's a little so, she's a little something, off. Something a little off about her. Yeah, something's a little interesting <laughs> about her. Um, and one time I like mentioned my vision to someone and they were like, oh yeah, I noticed your eyes were, 
we're moving. Like so, like they kind of pick it up. People pick know. Up on it. And I'm like, oh, okay. You well. might think you're being super covert. Yeah, I sometimes yeah. Sometimes think I'm being super covert, and people are just like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh my gosh, exactly. <laughs> and then sometimes you tell them, and they're like, what? You can't see. I'm sorry. I would have never known. Actually, literally, a past coworker. Recently, my friend was talking to one of my past coworkers about me, and they were like, oh, does she have like a connection to the blind community? And my friend was like, she's literally is blind. So, um, pe- like, that was literally someone I worked with who never knew. They never knew. So, that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. So, well, basically, ultimately, it's up to you. That's the, yes. <laughs> that's the entire message of this episode. It's up to you. We're sorry if we didn't give incredible advice. Um, <laughs> but we hope just listening to our stories made you feel less alone and, yes. you know, more confident we always do. in speaking up about who you are. Yay! All right. Well, now it's time for a segment we like to call What, what are, are We Into? into? Lately, <laughs> we, we never communicate we on never. what the theme song actually is. We, we just try to make it up food. every time. Um, do you? Do, who wants to go for it? Do you have things you're into lately? Springtime baking. Springtime baking. Springtime baking. Tell me more. Tell me more. So last week for. Easter. Um, so my mom was cleaning her house. This is relevant, I promise. My mom was cleaning her house and she found these, it was really cute. It was this um, this really old looking like recipe, like four recipes printed on like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And then these like flattened tiny baking boxes. So basically like you would fold them up and then you could bake one of the, like, four recipes on that paper, and it was, like, some kind of a bread. So, like, pumpkin bread, zucchini bread, whatever, um, in those tiny baking boxes and then just, like, give them to people. And then, you know, they're, like, disposable. And also they were, like, mini loaves. So it was super mm. cute. And so for Easter, I ended up, like, making this, like, carrot pineapple loaf. Oh. Which was fun and festive for the season. And then today like just now um i made these like lemon blueberry pie bars i'm uh, excited they smell really they good so i want to eat them showed it to me oh my gosh they look so good i wish you could share with me through the screen i wish i could share with you the screen too oh uh, i really do especially that now that so lent is over yes i want your bars oh <laughs> uh, what are you into lately <coughs> oh my gosh I'm choking is what Coughing. I'm doing lately. That's um, what. <laughs> I feel like every time we do this segment, I just talk about what TV show I'm watching at the moment. <laughs> every time. Oh, my gosh. <coughs> so I've been, like, binging Crikey, It's the Irwins. Oh, I um, love which, that you told me this. <laughs> which is, I'm absolutely obsessed, okay? Um, this is Steve Irwin, as people know, who passed away, like, years ago. This is his family, his wife, and his two kids. And, like them like running their zoo in australia and here's the deal i'm so into this because (laughs) i i'm obsessed with tv shows 
that would primarily be just described as wholesome. Yes. I'm obsessed with like a feel good show. Like it's almost like the Great British Baking Show where like. Oh, I love Bake Off. You know, you don't have to like think (laughs) too hard, but it's like, like, it's like people who love each other and cute animals. I mean, what more is there to like? And it's funny because I'm not, I'm, I'm a super big dog person, but I'm not like an animal person. And after watching this show, I'm kind of like, do I like like animals more than I thought I did? Like, am I an animal person? Um, I feel so like that's, that's a show fun. that can make anybody love. I know. Animals, well, like, though. I recently watched a koala had to be put down, and I was crying. Like, literally, oh, girl, like, that's so sorry. sad. It was horrible, but no, I mean, literally, like, so good. And um, I also I'm watching season two of Bridgerton. Oh, um, saucy. Yeah, so that is something I'm trying to get through as well. I have so yeah. many shows on my long list of that. Casey oh, got yeah, me. and This Is Us. Oh, yeah. Casey got oh. me turned on to My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And I understand that the fandom is insane. Yes. However, it's such it's such a comfort watch. I didn't even yes. grow up like watching it, but I just and it, it you know, it's a it's definitely a kids show. But Mm -hmm. it's also surprisingly hilarious. And so I I just, I love to have it on while I'm like doing my chores and it makes me, it makes me laugh. It makes me feel good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I totally (laughs) got her. Well, it was really funny because like when I had COVID, I was like, I need comfort. And I was like watching, I think that's how this all started. I was like watching some of the episodes and then Cass was later was like, I need comfort too. And then she was like, I guess I'll start my little pony for Jim's magic. And, um, and yeah, it it's was, great. I I it's great. I highly enjoy it. I feel what season like are they're you my on? friends. I think I'm on season four. <laughs> <gasps> You're really going for it. Oh I gosh. really am. I'm I'm in too it. deep. I can't stop. You're in too deep. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Please follow us on all the socials. And yes. hey, hey to any new followers. I know we got a few from the TikTok. Oh, wait, the the TikTok. Yeah, yes. Casey's on the Tik. As the, the kids say. Um, they really and, don't. We just say that. We, we just are out of touch. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and also, um, thank you to everyone who has left Spotify reviews. We have, um, <gasps> yes, we have forgotten to, to thank them. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We love that. So yes. we have decided to count those in addition, now that those are a, an option. Uh, we count uh-huh. those in addition to our Apple Podcast uh ratings so please give us a rating and we can hear the beloved casey's amazing and overhyped dog voice it's actually if i'm really doing good. if i'm doing the math correctly i think we have 83 if we combine so y'all we're, we're so close we're, we're 17 close. away we're fairly close and that's scary to me because the pressure is <laughs> on hey maybe by our two-year anniversary we could be, oh that would be so well timed you knows, guys but, we gotta make this happen please yes yes but thank you for listening everyone we'll see you in two weeks bye, bye.